When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we are talking about Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. I believe, Scott, this was your yeah, pick, this correct? Is me. This, is, this is a me pick that should that could have been left for Listener Submitted Month because I know somebody mailed in that this is a suggestion. And um, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Um, and then I started watching a little bit of it and I saw that it was a 4th of July horror movie and I was like well this is as close yeah. as I'm gonna get to a 4th of July movie we're still celebrating yeah hey, we're, we're patriotic we're celebrating, we're celebrating 4th of July all month all long month. baby yes. yeah at the mall <laughs> let's go the motherfucking to mall. the mall today. today is this everybody's first time watch Oh no! Yeah. I what? So so I so here's the thing with this movie I grabbed this from VHSPS forever ago because I thought oh maybe this would be like a good episode for the podcast and I remember not loving it like I remember walking away from it being like ah, I don't think we're going to do that and then Scott picked it and I was at my friend's house and their Xbox could not read my VHS PS DVD like try as I might so I mm-hmm. went and I watched it on Shutter. and watching it on Shutter was the first time I saw it in HD and I was like <laughs> the first 20 minutes I'm like this movie's great Right. Then we got to the middle of the movie, and I was like, I think this is why I second guessed myself on picking this. And uh, why, I may why? have. What, did, what do you? What's your problem with it? So here's my problem with this, and I <laughs> said I this in my letterbox review that I'm not sure if Kyle saw or not. But for a movie literally called Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, we sure spend a lot of film time trying to find out if it's Eric that's having revenge. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, so then, you know, but they set it up as if there has been this pre-existing thing that maybe was a movie, maybe wasn't. I mean, to set this up so, like, blatantly like a sequel, even though there's nothing that has happened beforehand, really, yeah. uh, is kind of bizarre. So I guess it's maybe really... it's like, 
it's it's like oh is it jason or is it jason's mom again and and part two of friday the 13th is like is it eric or is it not even though there wasn't a first movie it's got a strong first 20 and last 20 and then i think that middle 45 is like a real real dice roll at that middle 45 uh the top of that middle section is Polly shore being our reliable narrator which is kind of crazy to me um that we have to be like oh cool like now it's like oh Polly shore is the person who's gonna tell us like really what's going on here at the mall (laughs) like i don't trust this dude he wheezes juice too much Pauly Shore shows up and he's working at a yogurt shop, which is probably the career path he would have taken if his mom didn't own a very popular comedy club. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't far I off. wanted to know if he was a Nepo baby. Yeah. That makes oh, he absolutely sense. is. And you know what? I had to wear this shirt in honor of him uh, for the Patreon. But of course, I'm wearing oh, yeah. the Pauly Shore VHS Perfect. tape stack yeah. from a studio house for this one. That's what's uh, up. But that being said, all joking aside... Pauly Shore is perfectly fine in this perfectly movie. Fine. Like the least Pauly Shore I've ever seen him. Yeah, he's kind of subdued to a yeah. certain point. It's like this and him and Goofy movie are like the most relaxed <laughs> Pauly Shore roles he's ever played. It's true. It's <laughs> so true. the movie starts with, I mean, we're just gonna say Eric. It's not like it's a surprise. Eric. Wait, wait. Are you saying that this is actually Eric, who's the Phantom of the Mall? I know. Crazy. The, the, the Phantom of the Mall turned out to be Eric in Phantom of the Mall, Eric's, Eric's Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> um, so I, I think you're taking this shit way too seriously for what it actually was, you know? <laughs> but anyway, so he, he breaks into the mall. He has like a half mannequin mask on. And I love, he kills this, this night shift security guard. But big props to this movie for giving us a character... <laughs> Who's not tricked by a person standing still? Hey, you ain't hey. no mannequin. This ain't Halloween, pal. That's a direct quote from the film, just so everybody knows. Like I was like, you know what? So many of these movies just stopping and standing still works, and that would never work in real life. So I'm glad that right out the gate they're like, no, fuck that. This is it. The mall's opening up. Our our main character is Melody. Even who- though like the mall is very hopping like it's hopping this... pretty often for the grand opening still being in a few weeks <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i don't know exactly how this works yeah like they've been open for a year and they're like yeah. oh hey it's good to see you at the the at your one year anniversary working at the yogurt shop paulie or sure. or it's the reopening of the mall after chopping mall happens since it think it's the it same, is it's the it same is mall. the same fucking yeah. mall yeah yeah, yeah, yes. yeah yeah so i think that it's a grand reopening maybe that's uh, it. if they're that's all it. in the same timeline. <laughs> this did come off. after, so yeah, I think that that's what happened. They had to clean up the mess of pe- kids' brains all over the floor, everywhere. And everywhere. now they're. So here's a question for you. This is a question that plagued me throughout most of the movie. If you just barely escaped death when someone burned down your boyfriend's house, would you get a job? Uh, at the place, <laughs> at the building that they built on top of yeah, well, the site I... of your trauma, like. It seems like everybody who's cool is getting a job there, though. So it's like, do you want to be left out? Do you want to, you know, I don't know what you want to do. Do you want to go work at the the Circuit City down the street? Uh, I don't know what you want to do other than work at this mall. Which is the coolest mall ever, uh, apparently. It's just so fucking cool. Everybody wants to be there. Yes. Everybody wants some, and I want some, too. (laughs) Uh, But no, I wouldn't. I would not not go to a place. I would not work at the place of this uh, just normal house. 
that got burned down and then this mall goes up a year later which um, that alone yeah. i there's a lot there of memories been... there a lot of silk sheets from a lot of eric's silk sheets get brought up like yeah. three or four times so the and memory is still like a lot of final girl booby in this which is very strange very yeah. strange yeah. i mean look this movie's not made to be hyper analyzed but a year is a wild turnaround time to build a full scale three floor mall uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know I, i'm thinking that they must have already had some of it in place and then they were like let's so eric's house was just like there was like a sears and a, and a jay-z penny and then eric's yeah, house yeah, dude. Uh, why, why is it you okay based on where you live matthew i don't see why you're surprised by this because for anybody that's not been to matt's house which is probably only like five percent of the people that listen to this podcast because everybody's been to matt's house yeah if they um, come to pa i invite them come on yeah. I, come on down to matt's house yeah pittsburgh's not that far no. <laughs> but over. anyway, um, Matt's house is surrounded. His entire fucking suburb of Philadelphia is one strip mall after another. It's just yep. strip malls. And so Matt being like, how could this happen that this mall is right next to this <laughs> idyllic little two story? Yep. You live it, buddy. Yeah, that's true. That's You're true. Eric. They could, Are you Eric? could be burning my house down right the hell now for property. <laughs> we gotta um, you got to get the silk sheets back. I'm obsessed with Eric's fucking bedroom, dude. So, <laughs> I'm obsessed. This sultry, like, sepia tone. Yeah, so. and was there a fire? There's a fire going too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they well, just well, thought well, it was the, the heat of their passionate lovemaking at first, yeah. and then it turned out to be the and house And then they touched the railing or the doorknob. <laughs> and then they touched the doorknob and like, no! <laughs> Uh, you know um, what I love about the about that sex scene is that, um, like, it comes back, and uh, the second time around, and then it's the, like the reporter, and you're like, yeah, I mean, everybody has weird little sex dreams, no big deal, not it's it happens all the time. It it's weird when your coworker, who's married tells you that she had a sex dream about you as you're in the elevator going to your job together back in 2007 2008 i would i wouldn't know anything about that but um no. it's, it it's absolutely like it normal to have abstract. sex dreams about the guy that's investigating your dead boyfriend's mur- possible murder but what isn't normal is the, the, part the journalist when you say, who looks approximately a year older than you, Max. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and been. he's like out of. <laughs> she, so she's finishing high school. So and she's like, I need to save money for college. And he's like, Ah, you know, I'm a I'm a reporter that has been pretty well established, and you know. I did. Yeah. I, he was he a reporter for the Town Talk and, magazine yeah, that yeah, shows yeah, up yeah. for free on Sunday. But the Sundays. thing about it is, it's, that's not the that's not the sticking point for me here. I think that you're missing the whole point about his age gap, which is non-existent. the The sticking point that I have is the part where, when when Eric is like, "I still love you," and I'm gonna kill Andy or whatever the fuck his name is. She Peter. Goes, Peter. She's like. You can't kill him. I'm in love with him. And, and and Peter's not surprised. I was shocked. That was the denouement. I was like, where the fuck is this coming from? Yeah. When did this what? happen? In your dream. Literally in her dream. In she's her dream. Like, they've it. never touched. Nothing's yeah. ever happened. And she's just like, they, I'm in love with you. And he's like, right. okay, I'm never dating another 17-year-old is what he's thinking. No, no. He was going to date another 17-year-old. But then he was like, this is probably this, is not, no. is problematic. So, yeah. <laughs> so we do need to talk about quickly in this movie. We get like three quick kills in the first like 20 minutes. And they are escalating in like n- cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like. 
He should, you know. The, also, the first... Eric's vibe is escalating and cool. Every time yeah. we see a little more Eric, I'm like, dude, <laughs> this dude is so much cooler than me. He's so, yeah. he's such a badass. He's like, he's, he's half scarred and he's doing like his bow staff practices in the basement. Right, of the I was waiting for him to fucking nail a kickflip, just like cut there to was basement so again. Much he got a this, fight scene that was yeah. so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> like the earring mercenary, yeah. You know, like yeah. oh I, I God, love that yeah. she's like, oh, he had this piece of silver hanging from his ear. I'm, I'm like, it's called an earring. I don't know <laughs> if you know that, but it's called. I know an you're earring. seventeen. Well, no, but... <laughs> the worst part about it she's is that this, 17. this dude's wearing his little, his little silver earring, and then the owner of the mall's like. I told you, you got to get rid of that earring. It's a Everybody's liability. Gonna... And he reaches for it. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, if you touch like, my it earring. Is, it's like the ugliest shit I've ever seen dangle from yeah. any human being's yeah. ear. Like, it yeah. looks like a golem had a wet fart. You know, yeah, like, like it just looks like a piece of metal that looks like a little turd. It, it looks like something my grandmother would be wearing, which is why I don't <laughs> understand why this, like, 30 year old thug is like yes this is my calling card for my for my dis for my disney folks it looks like joe road the imagineer always has yes. dangly shit from yes. his ear yes. and it looks like a poor man's joe road joe road would be the only person i've ever looked at and been like yo there's no way that ear is gonna stay together like, like oh, the amount no, of shit bro. that Have he is you- dangling uh, is, listen, Matt, do you remember that band, My Children, My Bride? Scott, it's not about how much is gauged. It's about how much he's dangling through the uh, hole for no apparent so reason. So you do remember My Children, My Bride. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, he has the same level of gauge, but if you look up a picture, he'll just have like... There's times where I'm like, does he have a fucking bird's nest dangling off of his ear? Like, what the shit is he putting in that hole? Besides Eric, uh, the looks of everybody in this movie is crazy. And the character, like, even um, the girl, the the main character. So that's Mel. What's Mel's best friend's name? Susie? Sure. Oh, the one who gets assault, like assaulted by the mayor or the the the, the, the pianist. Jeez. Oh, the yeah, pianist the, is the right. Pianist. Well, I had a no, note. No, no, I was no. Does like, Mel get attacked by the pianist? Yeah, because yes, Mel I'm gets sorry. attacked yes. by the pianist because Susie then he shoots him the with one, the crossbow from yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, and the and mugging. You get the. You, but that's a cool thing where he has to go take a shit and he takes off his like jacket, his suit coat, his like, like tuxedo coat, and it's like, hey, I'm bleeding still, and he's. Like, I thought that was a real fun little dude. I mean, it's a fun reveal, but also it's been like 24 hours and it is a geyser of blood all over his shirt. Yeah. Like he needs to get that shit checked out. (laughs) The question is, why are you trying to like assault women where you work? That is the dumbest shit. Bad call. Bad call. Also, did they establish that there was a pet store anywhere inside the mall? Because I'm curious where Eric is going to purchase poisonous snakes with the snake just no, the will. I, I don't even care because i forgot i i had, I had we hadn't we're kind of jumping around in our in my notes because i know matt lost the his kills notes, peak but the, early and then they kind of get tamer and they get tamer dumber they but no, well yeah. the funny thing because is, the is love that, story comes through yeah the love story, because the when when i was about 15 minutes into this movie and the pervy security guard who's been spying on the women's changing room gets electrocuted to the point that his eyeballs burst out and of his head. And one of the eyeballs goes into the frozen yogurt? Yeah. 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 I was oh, like, this so is Fantastic. unbelievable. This is so good. And then, like, I knew, like, I was like, all right, the poisonous snake, this is going to be kind of tame. But then 
even like the owner's son when it's like the escalator thing i'm like yo this is gonna be fucking gnarly oh that was pretty boring and then he just like spits up some ketchup when he reaches the top of the yeah the escalator's like man they really blew their before or after the um the, the I think the elevator kill was before, so we get the elevator kill and then we get the viper to the dick, right? No, no, the vipers first, then the escalator. Oh, escalator kill is right after. Okay, I'm looking yeah. at my notes, and then you get is it after the escalator? You might have kill elevator, you- Scott. You might have elevator down for the same reason I had elevator written down, which is when the when Peter takes a picture of the security guard, he escapes through oh, the yeah. elevator, and the security guard just dangles from the oh, roof. I'm sorry, escalator <laughs> kill is what I was trying to say. Yeah. With the elevator, yeah, you're right. My note about the elevator, <laughs> er- earring mercenary on top of the elevator was what I reminded myself that I had to be like because he just goes ha. <laughs> what is that? This so movie has insane. so much fun it's in it. It's so dumb. But it's, it's great. It's, and it also realizes what it's it's setting. It knows what it's set out to do. You know, yeah. like oh, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It has no delusions about how I, stupid so this th- concept is. So this is not going to be neither my double feature or my what did I watch? Even though it's what I did watch immediately after. So it was in fact my double feature. But uh, after this movie was over, I put on the Page Master. And the Page Master has a smooth 75 minute runtime. And I thought, man, if Phantom of the Mall had a cool 75, 80 minute runtime, I feel like I'd have. I I think it would have jumped up a star rating in all honesty for (laughs) me. Like, it's just that it really. I think that middle. The first like 25 minutes, I was like, this movie is fucking moving. I am like having so much fun. And then it hits a screeching halt for like 20, 30 minutes. And then and it never we get really to recovers. like the You're reveal right. of Eric, and it starts yeah. to rev itself back. No, up, and the it's... only thing that recovers is uh, for me is that parking lot chase uh, when that dude gets fucking fishtailed and he goes flying. Did you guys oh, yeah. see this dude's body yeah. like yeah. ragdoll? Oh, yeah. I was there was little pops of excitement like that for me. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, like, there's a there, you've it's, got, it's behind you. Of... You've got the decapitation scene, the most bloodless yeah. decapitation ever captured. Yeah, clean, in super clean. Well, it's yeah, because soldered. it's a trash compactor. It just it just squishes down the neck. Yeah, and it's like protected boop. it. Yep. <laughs> so if you yeah, need theoretically, if they didn't raise it back up, he'd still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, you know, we spend a little bit of time in Eric's lair uh, until you know, getting glimpses of it as he's practicing. Uh, he's just watching security and cameras stuff. and yeah. listening to sultry sax music. And like the he's dressed song. really, he's obviously dressed really cool, but the location is not that dope. And I was just, I was trying to think of what it smelled like to me. I think that it would smell like a lot of Axe body spray trying to cover up like the mildew smell like uh, of like dirty socks. Yes. You know, like that's yes. the smell that it's, I imagine. It's a gym locker room that yeah. only gets cleaned by like a guy spraying some shit in the room. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. It never gets a full deep. It's like a Planet Fitness gym room. Yeah, where because it's twenty four seven, there's never time to give it you the deep clean that it actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric, and Eric's always practicing. He's never. He's never just. He's, he's ever vigilant. Practicing. That is working sure. out. Uh, he's no. doing his boast. He hasn't even tried. He hasn't even tried to fix his voice which yeah. somehow has been altered by the smoke the fire the makeup on his face is actually pretty good when he like finally takes off the mask i'm like i'm into it's hard this. Dis- hard disagree all right <laughs> there's one moment where he turns and i see his eyeball other than that i'm like is he wearing like half a bag on his face that yeah it's the like... eyeball part that matt and i were the about, about to say yeah. good things yeah. about but for sure the rest sucks the eyeball is great but the other half of it where like even though and then they show the back and you can see like his hair 
it doesn't. Oh, I loved his rat part, tail. Like, it's it doesn't part like it got burned. It just parts like it's covered by his his mask somehow. Did you oh, guys? God. Um, Horrible. During, I love it. During any research that you did, did you happen to stumble upon the movie reviews for this? No. So Wikipedia has some of the movie reviews, and I just want to read a few of these because, dear Lord, did the critics not like this movie? Okay. Well, I got to crack this open for yeah, it. Yeah. Open. Tell us what you're drinking, and then I I'll got tell you. Fourth of July kittens from Fat <laughs> Orange Cat because this is a Fourth of July movie. I was very And happy. I have a LaCroix. I have the limoncello uh, because this is the ghost of a good movie, just like LaCroix is the ghost of a good flavor. And I went with limoncello because this is the most Italian New Jersey movie that we've talked about in, well, since Blades, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That pianist is uh, is really selling it for me. I think he's. It's also the the, like the 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 hotel or hotel the the the, what's it the president the owner the mayor the. The is woman a, or the man? No, that, so Morgan Fairchild, she seems very Jersey Shore, um, yeah. 80s Jersey Shore. But I'm talking Somebody about could. the guy that owns the mall. Like, oh, the mall I, owner, but yeah. I, I don't know if he's the owner or if he's like the – what's the – the, the, the financer, investor, the or? supervisor, whatever he is. And his, like, his shitty son is the one that like st- steals – quarters from the video games and stuff. <laughs> um, but it, it, the, all of them just are giving me so such a hard italian jersey vibe yeah. i don't know why yeah. no they 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 really are uh, and it which is weird for it being in that fucking beautiful the architecture of this mall like this beautiful la mall right like the quintessential does it still exist so not in this uh, capacity. The Sherman Oaks, I think it's still the Sherman Oaks Galleria, but I'm sure it's been renovated. Um, yeah, because but, it got blown up twice. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it just can't survive. Um, yeah. and, but right. it's the architecture of the mall made me so happy. I was like, no, I worked I miss... in a place like this. I miss these back hallways that like no customers can go down, but if you're an employee, like you have to go through there every day. Yeah, to and enter the, your like, shop. That's, the, that's how the, I worked at a, yeah. of all the places for me, straight edge Matt Kelly to work. I worked at a place called Habitat that was... It was a head shop, right? Yep, it's a head shop. It just sells ah! hemp shit and incense yep. burners. And I was uh, I was their star their star uh, employee. Um, so there were two reviews that were <laughs> listed that I wanted to mention. Uh, the Los Angeles Times said that uh, Phantom of the Mall is hands down the most inept, pointless... An inane adaptation of the Phantom of the Opera. Scarcely I mean, a scene isn't true. gross or ridiculous. Scarcely a performance isn't forced or shallow. Scarcely a line of dialogue isn't blubbering and awkwardly cliche. There's almost a perfection to the awfulness here that almost, almost commands respect. And uh, the Australian review site efilmcritic.com said Eric's revenge is worse than Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that they really had something with that review too, which I think is hilarious. Not not the review, but rather that they thought that they were clever with that because that's some like high school shit. 100%. Yeah, no but doubt. yeah, we 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 near we near the end of this movie and it's like now now there's a bomb. We got to get people out oh, of yeah, here. Oh yeah, the bomb is such a, a dumb bomb. subplot. The, the bomb is so unnecessary. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Scott, all in all, I had a blast. I know I'll rewatch this one. Like, yeah, as, as much shit as I've talked, it is it is the right type of ridiculous for shit like I do like a weird ass movie shout out Arrow Video for putting it out on Blu-ray which is insane yeah (laughs) dear lord Uh, so Scott I want you to go first I think I'm gonna go with Idle Hands because there's a lot of air duct scenes in both (laughs) fair plus they also they both really realize what they are and and they're they have just a very similar energy when I was watching it I was like I mean, uh, the obvious choice is Chopping Mall, but I think that since it's the same mall, we can't really, we can't pick that as like an obvious one. We could do that as a triple feature, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle, how about you? I'm going with another Phantom, particularly my favorite Phantom, Phantom of the Paradise. I mean, uh, uh, Matt, are you like... so sad right now? No, because I have, uh, this is another classic, ridiculous Matt Kelly double feature pick that I have up my sleeve. That's Lay why I wanted me. to go last. Um, <laughs> There is a subplot that is introduced to this movie, and they do absolutely nothing with it, uh, in which Pauly Shore's character shows the journalist that hidden underneath all of the Muzak that they're forced to listen oh, to yeah. in the mall <laughs> is hidden messages about shopping. So, of course, I want to double feature this with Josie and the Pussycats. Nice. No, that's... And that's, I feel like they have similar right. energy as well. I, I think that's that that would right totally move. work. And, man... I, I love Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. What a great one of, film. One of the top uh, IMDb trivia points was also that the Muzak in that scene was regularly used in SpongeBob SquarePants as what? background noise of bi- Bikini Bottom, that like really? weird surfy music. Did, they must have known. Is there, is there some sort of like connection? No, my best bet is that it's probably just generic stock oh, yeah, <laughs> Muzak <free>. music <laughs> that was just free to grab. Um, well, Scott, you picked this, and we all watched it. We but did. what's something that maybe you only watched that you think we should know about? I know that a couple weeks ago at this point, um, Kyle gave his review of um, Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Rise. Rise. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I watched it as well, um, and I wanted to... So I have two two mini-reviews, right? So one is 
Evil Dead Rise. I didn't really like it that much, actually. I was I was pretty disappointed, not because it's a bad movie, because it's mm-hmm. it's objectively fine. It's not like too long. I liked the lore that they. I liked the way that they now have canonized three Necronomicons. Um, they say that in the in the movie. So one is obviously Ash Williams Necronomicon. Um, one is, I believe, the Necronomicon from Evil Dead 2013. Oh, so like small publisher put out these books. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, and then there's the Evil Dead Rise Necronomicon. And I believe that they summon different demons or a different sect of demons uh, because mm. that would explain kind of the way that they act differently. And I really liked... I, I mean, Evil Dead 2013 is my favorite of the series really it is i mean I'm, i've been pretty vocal about that because mm. i think that the deadites are what i would have written you know if i was in yeah. charge of it i've been like yeah they, they self-mutilate because they hate humans and they, they hate the living and they want to you know be fucking perverse and evil and yeah this didn't really go far enough with any self-mutilation it was mostly just hurting other people and i i I didn't mind a lot of the damage that people got dealt. Um, I thought that the gore looked great. The th- my real sticking point with this movie is the fact that they copped lines from the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, like the I'll Swallow Your Soul and um, Dead by Dawn and um, yeah. so at least one other one. And I, it felt like we don't need another fan service thing like that. Like this movie would have been so much better if they had avoided that. Because yeah. there's some cool shit that they did. Like, I loved the elevator scene. But yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I was like, that's a sign of, like, really lazy, not lazy writing. It's like they were unsure of themselves. And I think that that yeah. showed that they could have, they had the money to do so. And they just didn't really take that step that I really wanted them to and make something that was worth spending all this money on. You know, and also yeah. I didn't I didn't need to have another um, chainsaw scene. And I did. I mean, I liked the the way that they connected the cabin scenes with the high rise scene or the high rise mm-hmm. setting. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, I thought that, that was a cool way to end it, but it just really took it down from like a seven to a five point five out of ten for me that mm. they that, that they were so unsure of themselves that they were like, People aren't going to like this if they don't get that fan service. Like, fuck you. We we would like it just fine because we love Deadites. We don't need to hear them say the exact same thing every movie. So right. that's my two cents about Evil Dead Rise. Um, and I do also agree with Kyle's assertion that for a movie about motherhood, it's weird that it's written by a couple dudes, you know? The more and more I stewed on it, the more I was like, I like it. Like, it's it's fine. But I just, my 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 issues with it still do exist yeah and so the other thing i just wanted to mention real quick um is that i watched influencer on shutter now this is not a scott movie at all um i was waiting for it to become a scott movie and it was like an hour and 45 minutes never became a scott movie now it's very very well shot um they definitely had a good budget for it i think it's more of a kyle movie actually Mm -hmm. um it's a thriller uh it is not a, it's more of a character study thriller, and it. But um, I found a lot of it interesting, and I think that it was well acted and well directed. But um, it never went where I wanted it to go. Wanted mm-hmm. it to go, but it hit. I hit that hour mark, and I was like, "Well, I'm here. 
I need to know how it ends. I know it's not going to end. I know it's not going to, to progress into something that I wanted to see, but I finished it and it's a good movie. So highly recommend right. for people that like thrillers. <clears throat> um, I watched a movie that similarly to Phantom of the Mall, I thought started off great, had like a great kickoff. And then it kind of like, as the movie went on, it petered downward. Um, and I actually, when I watched it, I thought I was watching a critically acclaimed movie. Uh, and turned out I was incorrect. Uh, it was actually quite uh, disliked at the time of its release, uh, and I was confusing it with a other film in a similar vein. But I watched uh, 1985's A Chorus Line, um, which that was you panned. might I could have thought I could have swore that everybody loved that. Same the actual musical people love the film oh, adaptation. Okay. People hate it. Okay. Um, and for those of you, I knew nothing about the chorus line behind the song. One singular sensation, every little step she takes. Like, I knew that song, and I knew the song Tits and Ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have, oh, I have not a, watched all of the chorus line ever. Check, so. check out the song. The Broadway recording version of Tits and Ass Tits is and Ass, hilarious. Okay. It's also called Dance 10 Looks 3. Um, and it's a song about how she never got cast in anything because while her dances were a 10... Her looks were a three, three. and then she got tits and ass, and now she gets cast in all the shows or whatever. (laughs) The concept of a chorus line, at the start, I was like, I love this. I love that it is essentially, you are just watching a really twisted audition process to just be a background dancer in a show, and this, like, demented director who won't let you audition unless you reveal, like, your deepest, darkest secrets about your personal life and it's almost horrific to a certain extent and you can tell it's coming from like something very real and i saw a review kelly bishop uh from gilmore girls and marvelous mrs Maisel, and a lot of other amy sherman palladino stuff was one of the leads on broadway one one in uh a tony for her performance and i saw a review from her where she basically was like the second that the director said that the show was about a bunch of young kids trying to make it i already knew that he had fucked up the script because that's not what a chorus line is about. Chorus line is about the desperation of people who've been doing this for years, and they think that this is their last shot to be somebody. (laughs) So, like, and I could see that. Like, as the movie went on and on, the experiment of, like, could you make an entire movie that's essentially just actors on a stage taking commands from a director in the dark uh, started off really cool, and then, like, at about the hour and a half mark when there were still like 25 minutes of movies still left. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I was like, all right, geez. can we just get, yeah, can we just get to what I did for love and one and get out of this? <laughs> because, like, Cause like my, uh, my attention span was officially petered out, but for the most part, I liked it. It shot well, it's well acted. It just never fully comes together in the way that I think everyone had hoped an adaptation of course line would. Um, all right, Kyle, take us home. What have you read, listened to, etc.? So I'm also going to talk about a three, and that's Shark Attack 3 Megalodon. Um, <laughs> it's on Tubi. And, of course, I mean, this is, a, this is a movie that has been over the Internet because of one particular line um, of dialogue that yep. is absurd. Well, you have to um, tell me what it is because I don't know what Matt does, but I don't. All right, all right. Uh, Matt, so I'm just going to have you be Catalin Stone, which seems like it's actually a typo, typo for Carolyn. Um, yeah, but yeah. Catalin, so I just need you to sigh and say, I'm exhausted. Okay. Okay. <sighs> I'm exhausted. Yeah, me too. But you know, I'm really wired. What do you say I take you home and eat your pussy? So, what? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Is this from 2002? 
Um, <laughs> it is, you know, I, that's the reason I watched this movie was because I was like, I got to see this line in context. Carly's been vibing with like nope. really no bad. Are there it was an that are like, line. <laughs> is this is this is this TikTok like brought this back into the the vernacular or some no, shit? Uh, not that I've noticed, but I'm also old. I remember I'm, from I'm, YouTube. I'm it was yeah, it was YouTube would share that scene and the guy on the jet ski jet skiing into the shark's mouth. Into like the shark's the two mouth. Yes, yeah. There's that I always remember. This this movie <laughs> you know predates Birdemic and Sharknado, and there you know this one uses a lot more stock footage of sharks, and then it has these weird like visual effects of superimposing bodies falling into shark mouths it's 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 not a it's i mean it's a bad bad movie but uh and it's even worse sounds terrible had an edited version of it like the boobs are blurred out like it's not even it's gone Tubi. have we Uh, seen boobs on Tubi before we had to i mean i feel like yeah Yeah, yeah, we have to right it's called Tubi. um i don't know what that's supposed to mean but i thought it was funny Um, i feel like that would be the the we see a lot of male genitalia because it's called Tubi. Mm, mm, mm-hmm the tubes yes no, um, that's puby you're getting puby <laughs> <laughs> man listen to but, our listen to some of our uh patreon episodes yeah. uh hmnpodcast.com backslash patreon or no patreon.com backslash hmnpodcast you'll find it i, yeah. I swear you'll find it yeah. <laughs> you'll be able to find um but it's just one of those uh i will say that even with an edited version of it it still plays like a really really low budget poorly made shark movie from 2002 and like that's lovely you know that's exactly what carly and i wanted despite the line not being there it just stops at the word eat so when i take you home and eat sounds very lovely but there's still a lot of like weird uh, overtly sexual interactions between catalin stone and everybody else everybody's just like weird sexually harassing her like throughout this whole movie it's fucked up and she's just like not giving it back but she's like you guys better watch your eyes and it's like jesus christ watch your eyes because Um, what her her boobs are gonna poke them out or her her yeah her (laughs) her butt in the cargo pants the low-rise cargo pants is just too hot for tv um, I remember seeing that in those, those commercials in the 90s when I was up mm. late in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better uh, watch out what you do with that lotion, Matt Kelly. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of things too hot for my young eyes, that was 1989's <laughs> Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Amazing. Revenge. Amazing. We will be back next week with even more horror movie night goodness. <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network.